3: Good evening and welcome to After Fact, your weekly trivia quiz quiz game here on Clavaris Community Radio. I never noticed it was a tongue twister till just now, which is very unfortunate for me. I'm John Nolan, your host, and thank you for joining me. Tonight's questions are on theme, as they have been every week, and as they have been every week in this series, they're on a year. This year is 1956. So let's go and meet the teams who are going to do battle, shall I say, tonight on this topic. Right in front of me we have the blue team that is made up of. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Gerard Slattery from Claremorris, And is a teacher. I'm a teacher, secondary teacher, French and History in uh, Mount St. Michael Secondary School. Very good. And your teammate?
0: And I'm John Martin from Galway and I'm a
3: solicitor. You're welcome, John. It's your first uh, show on this year's series, but you have been on before and you're welcome back. Thank you. And go across the virtual table because once again, tuning in via the miracle of Skype, but other internet telephony systems are available. We welcome from Galway uh,
4: Michelle Coyne, uh, an IT person and writer sitting in Galway. Uh,
3: Michael Coyne, also at the Galway studio, uh, working in UIG. The Galway studio, I like that. <laughs> we can get you a logo and you can hang it on the door. You're welcome, guys. You had a victorious debut together. Just two weeks ago, a we sterling final round, as I recall. How are you feeling about tonight's year?
4: We'll wait and see, I think. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Mike has this air of cool confidence, and I'm desperately trying just to think. has that all the time, though.
3: He has all trying the time. to
4: remember stuff that I've been stuffing into my head, which
2: will
3: not come up. Okay, well, I wish you the best of luck. Let us go and meet the final member of our team. It is, of course, our robot scorekeeper, Clancy. Good evening, Clancy.
2: Good evening, everyone. I am really really keen to begin in fact i am going to shut up now
3: Oh, that clancy he's a card. Guy's full of humor (laughs)
5: let's move on
3: (laughs) (coughs) to round one our multiple choice round in this round each team each player will get a question solely for them with three possible right answers if they can tell me the right answer on their own they get two points for their side however they can choose to confer with their teammate if they so wish for one point any wrong answer, we'll see it go across to the opponents for a potential one bonus. We are starting uh, in our every second go away with the blue team tonight. So blue team, which of you would like the first question? Okay, as captain, I'll go for it. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll take Bravely the, done, we'll take the Bravely done.
3: I don't think this one will trouble you very long, Ger. Okay. Right. Are you ready for it? Go for it. Ronnie Delaney won Ireland's first gold medal for 24 years at the 1956 Summer Olympic Games. In which city did that take place? Was it A? Yeah, do I even need to give you these multiple choices, okay. Jer? Was it A, Tokyo? B, Melbourne? Or C, Rome? Well, I think the dog on the
0: street would know the Olympics in <laughs> 1956 were in Melbourne, John.
3: It's correct for two yeah. points. Nice softball there for you. Yeah. So yeah Thank right. you. Nice opener. <laughs> taking that one. <laughs> okay, across we go. Red team, which one of you would like to go first? I'll go first, sure. Michelle work in it this is brilliant oh god in 1956 a team at ibm san jose base led by reynolds johnson developed which subsequently ubiquitous computing device was it a the hard drive b the mouse or c the printer
5: hmm
4: so the hard drive the mouse or the printer 1956 so well
3: by like,
4: hard, hard drive is kind of a nebulous term, really, then. It's like, it's just a kind of a smaller version of larger, older computers. But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Let me see. Do you want
3: to confer with your teammate? Uh or are you going to take a I'll, oh, The printer. You're going for <laughs> the, the printer. printer. No. You're not going the for the printer. printer the
4: printer the hard drive and the mouse oh
3: sorry i thought i thought that sounded like a definitive uh, uh,
4: oh, mm, uh, oh. It, okay. it's going to be a complete toss up i think <laughs> um oh, <dear. laughs> my team is looking to head straight ahead so uh, i think i'll just go with the printer the printer ah oh.
5: am
3: nope. afraid you get the wrong noise So across we go for a bonus point. You two boys can confer if you so wish. Well, I think it's the hard drive. It is the hard drive, John. Yes, well done. That's a good bonus. IBM offered the first hard drive on their 305 Ramac computer. I don't even know how big it was. All I can get from the internet is that it was capable of storing 64,000 punch cards worth of data. Okay, John, your question. Okay. On February 25th, which Russian leader delivered a famous speech entitled On the Cult of Personality and Its Consequences to the 20th Congress of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. Was it A. Joseph Stalin? Was it B. Nikita Khrushchev? Or was it C. Georgi Zhukov? That was Khrushchev. Correct. Two points. It was, of course, Khrushchev's famous speech about Stalin. Okay, Mike, your question, to get your side off the mark. One of the biggest hits of the year was... Why Do Fools Fall in Love? by an early rock and roll group whose members were all in their mid teens. What was the group's name? Were they A. Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers, B. The Flamingos, or C. The Marquise? Hmm.
1: Okay. In the, in, in the spirit of playing the one that, you, that you've heard of, I'm going to go Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers.
3: That's a good play, and that's worth two <laughs> points. Okay, well done, everyone. End of round one. Let's go and check on the scores with Clancy.
2: Blue team, five points. Red team, two points.
3: So it's a good start for team blue. They're five to two ahead. Well done. Okay, we move on. Round two is our connections round. In this round, I'll give two facts to the team. If they can tell me there and then what connects them and our year, they get three points. If they don't know, they can request another one or two facts but they will be playing for two and one points respectively. Any wrong answers, we'll see the question go immediately across with all four piece of information for a potential one-point bonus. We'll start with the team that's trailing, which is the red team, Mike and Michelle. Your okay. first two piece of information are Ferdinand de Lesseps and Guy Mollet. Oh dear. Mollet being <laughs> M-O-L-L-E-T. Ferdinand how, de Lesseps. How's de Lesseps? De, de Lesseps uh, is uh, a, a two-word surname, D-E-S. L E S S E P S. Ferdinand Something tells, something tells
1: me if the spelling is helping us not one jot. But
4: anyway. <laughs> well, it kind of, you know. Guimoulet sounds French.
5: Yeah. Certainly. Uh huh.
4: Ferdinand, more Spanish y. Uh
5: huh.
4: Um, oh man, Gimole. we got, got a big nothing.
1: So, Gimole. what were the French doing in
4: 1956? Gimolé. oh god, would, they, would it take a part in the Eurovision?
1: Those two.
4: They could have been. Could have been. Because it was French people, and there were Spaniards.
1: Go on, John. Here's
4: here's a third question. Okay. A third uh, piece of information.
3: Sure. For potential two points now, Ferdinand de Lesseps, Guy Mollet and Anthony Eden.
1: Right. Oh. Okay. So. Okay. That narrows it down.
3: <laughs> that
1: um, takes it away from New York. Yeah, I don't think Anthony Eden. Really <laughs> You could hold
4: a tune, you could hold a tune (laughs) Um, I'm guessing these
1: were uh, the leaders of their respective countries or yeah, I'll go to countries basically involved in the
3: Suez Canal, the Suez Crisis Crisis Suez Crisis, is that your answer? Yeah It's good for two points So I'll tell you um, Guy Mollet, Prime Minister of France Uh Anthony Eden Prime Minister of the UK. The fourth person you didn't get to was Gamal Nasser, oh, okay. President of Egypt. Ferdinand de Lesseps, though, surprised you didn't recognise that, that's the uh, famous engineer who built the Suez Canal. Uh, oh, and, I see.
4: Uh, Played he... by who in the film?
3: <laughs> there was,
5: there was, <laughs> was a, a film, film? was A film there? about
3: the building of the Suez Canal. I
5: think I there was. I'm oh, sure there oh, was, remember. actually, but
3: I have not seen it. Um, Nasser gave a speech that kicked off the um, nationalisation of the canal and uh, all the various uh, troops around the country had been told as soon as they hear the name Ferdinand de Lesseps mentioned in the broadcast of the speech it was go, go, go time. So Mm -hmm. the mentioning of his name was key to actually activate the plan. Triggering. Yes. De Lesseps was involved in the Panama Canal as well. Yeah, he did. After he successfully built uh, Suez he figured he could build Panama but slight difference between the the two of them was that... um, Suez is a sea-level canal. There's no locks in it. It's literally just a channel. Whereas there's a lot of locks needed in Panama and it turned out he actually couldn't get it done. Right. Over to we go to the blue team. Okay. Your first two pieces of information are polio and blue and white, white and blue. Polio. Polio, Polio, blue and white, white and blue. I haven't a clue at that stage. Blue and white,
0: white and and blue. And
1: blue. Blue, white, white, blue.
3: Blue, white,
0: white,
1: blue. Okay. Polio. I
0: have no idea on this. I'm kind of lost on this, one. we're going to need a third. Yeah. yeah. Have... Third piece of information, please. <clears throat> Thank
3: you. Okay. Polio. Blue and white. White and blue. And the terrible twins. The Terrible twins. Sounds like... I have no idea. <laughs> the terrible
5: twins. Nothing is
0: connecting no, here.
4: Nothing at all. Uh, we might point. have it. Oh. So, oh. that over. Oh, that's the pressure. <laughs> that's <laughs> the
0: pressure. I need to watch this programme only connect to it. Right. Um, what do you think, John? I think we need another okay, one. OK, we're going all right. down idea. to the
3: one pointer, I'm afraid. Yeah. No problem. OK. Polio, Blue and White, White and Blue, The Terrible Twins and Matty McDonough. That is making no sense <laughs> at all to me.
0: Matty McDonough.
3: Re- Matty McDonough,
0: The former GA president. Polio. Like. Galway Hurler. Of old...
5: I don't know Do White, white, blue
0: White, white, blue The Terrible Twins That's just Galway The Terrible Twins uh, Stockwell Two midfielders Frank Stockwell And that's um, just, So Galway probably won The All-Ireland
3: Should we just say that so Galway Hurley.
0: Um Those Is a Galway play. All-Ireland win Enough like, we, <laughs> To be it's more specific here like, Or is it Galway I will, I
3: will be generous and say Galway you have given me the answer. All right. very, okay. very good. Yes, it was Galway's win in the 1956 All Ireland football final. Yeah. Football, <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, so, what you didn't Matthew McDonough, only Connacht man to have won four All Ireland medals, yeah. uh, won his first this year oh, I always thought he was a hurler anyway. you're thinking of Joe McDonough you oh, said final okay. the former president of GA <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. sorry Galway guys um, hey, I'm Galway I know Turville <laughs> Twins you did identify as uh, Frank Stockwell and Sean Purcell Purcell Ooh. of course brilliant footballers they were different era for some reason Galway versus Cork in a football final they decided that the jerseys were too close mm. as a clash uh, okay. so they made them wear one side wore blue and white and the other side wore white and blue like typical cool. GA like there's no yeah. clash there like you know <laughs> The, the only threat we knew was the polio. And polio had <laughs> uh, actually delayed both of our finals in 1956. The ah, mm. football final actually took place in October that year. because right. of that. Anyway, you got one point, okay. ultimately. Well okay. done. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back we go across the side to uh, Mike and Michelle. All
5: right.
3: Okay, you're getting Freddie Quinn and Lohengrin Filipello. Ah, right, John. They're <laughs> <a> great <laughs> names. They don't have like names like that anymore, anyway. We do polio. Freddie Quinn. I'm sure you can... And you can... Lohan. <laughs> Lohan. Lohan Green. L-O-H-E-N-G-R-I-N. Filipello. Uh, or it could be Filipello, if it's Spanish, I'm not sure. F-I-L-I-P-E-L-L-O. Heck, it could be Welsh. It could be Philip. It could be just like
4: Settle Cousin of Marty Um... Lohengrin Filipello. Lohengrin Ooh. Filipello. Again, again, my mind just <laughs> straight to Eurovision. Which is there's,
1: there's more to world history than the Eurovision.
4: <laughs> Not when you John are talking about. Lohengrin is a, well, a good <laughs> first name for Eurovision? It
1: probably would be that one.
4: But, um, but a Quinn though that sounds quite an Irish name, and I don't think Ireland were involved with in the very wow, first one. This is
1: really
3: narrowed down.
4: Yeah, so there we go. So we we uh, we have no clue. In other words, so we need another piece of okay. information.
3: That is no problem. So we've got Freddie Quinn, we've got Lohengrin Filipello, and your next clue is Lugano.
1: Oh bloody hell! She's actually right. <laughs> yeah. The first Eurovision was held in Lugano.
4: Yeah. So maybe in that
1: year, yeah. So I'm so guessing these are the, all connected to the
4: the very first Eurovision. Eurovision. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: You're in two points. So yeah, we that's could amazing.
4: have had three. You other pieces are two random names. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, basically Michelle has come into tonight's quiz going, "I will say the Eurovision at any point <laughs> yeah. where it might."
4: It's be. said now, so that's my it's whole game plan gone.
3: Sorry,
5: John's always good for two Eurovision questions. <laughs> <laughs> <You reckon?
3: laughs> so. Let's go with the clues. Uh, Lugano, as Mike identified, is the city where the first Eurovision Song Contest took place in 1956. Lise Assia was going to be our final clue. Who was the winner of the first Eurovision Song Contest? Lohengrin Filipello was the host, mm. and Freddie Quinn was actually a German, the German uh, <laughs> rep, if you will, mm. in, in the Eurovision Song Contest. Huge and Freddie Trump Quinn. Newcomer
4: that year, wasn't there?
3: Freddie Quinn. <laughs> Freddie Quinn was not his real name. You may be surprised to hear. No. Do I, I actually... What was his real name, John? Franz Helmet, Manfred Needle.
4: Why <laughs> oh, <I> change? <laughs> All the way down to the needle was so German, it sounded fake.
3: Okay, final question of the round. Back to the blue side of the table. Okay. The National Song and Blood in the Water. There are two clues. National. The National Song and Blood in the Water. Um... Feeling this has
0: Something to do with the Hungarian uprising, but it oh,
5: could be. Um,
4: yeah,
3: that's a, it's a bit,
0: bit
4: too vague for that to take.
0: Bit a too vague, yes. There we'll was a lot we'll of go stuff going on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go on, third clue, please.
3: The national song, "Blood in the Water," and Yuri Andropov. Yuri Andropov. Yuri Andropov.
0: Andropov.
1: Take a punt on that.
0: Well, oh, that's a Russian. Obviously, a
5: Russian. Khrushchev was in was the the
0: charge. Head. Andropov might have, might have taken over from Molotov, foreign minister. Wow. <laughs> it's 1956, so no, it, it has to be kind of. Yeah. Will we go for a two pointer with the Hungarian uprising? I'm sure, why not? What else? Any kind of space race stuff going on here? It's mm. been early. Mm. No, I don't think so. Gagarin wasn't until the following year, I think. We'll chance it. We'll chance it. Right, we're going to chance a two-pointer with the Hungarian uprising, John. Yeah, well done. Correct. Well played. Well played, yes. (laughs) Risk. There was a risk.
3: (laughs) The national song was a Hungarian uh, anthem that was, again, a bit like uh, the Suez Crisis uh, thing. It was the song that kind of kicked off the revolution with being sung in the streets. Blood in the Water is a famous water polo match between oh, Hungary yeah. and the USSR <sighs> okay. that happened at the subsequent Summer Olympics. Okay. Where things got a bit... bit uh, feisty. Ro- feisty, yeah. 4-0 like <laughs>
0: for the Hungarians.
3: Yuri Andropov was the um, ambassador to uh, Hungary from All the right. USSR. And the final clue you never got to was Imre Nagy, or N-A-G-Y, yeah. it's bad, but I think okay. it's called Nagy, Prime Minister of Hungary. So, anyway, that gets you two points. Well done. Well done, everyone. Great working out. Playing the Quizmaster at one point as well. Good good, well. good good, play. All right, before we take our first ad break, let us go and check the scores after round two.
2: Blue team eight points. Red team six points.
3: Okay, only two points in it. We'll be back in about two minutes' time. Please do not go away. You're welcome back. It's After Fact on Clamars Community Radio, our weekly trivia quiz game. This week with questions all about 1956. Now, after two rounds, the blue team tonight, Jarrah Slattery and John Martin, are on eight points. Two ahead of the red team coming to us live from the Galway studio, Mike and Michelle Coyne. Round three. This is our audio round. In this round, the teams will hear two pieces of audio each. They get a point for identifying the artist and song title, straight off. And then there will be two subsequent questions for another point each. Any wrong answers, though, we'll see it go across for potential bonus. Are we ready, teams? We're going to start with the team that's trailing, which is the red team. Are you ready, guys? Yeah. Here comes your first piece of music.
5: The wind is the will of Love's sweet melody
3: Hopefully an easy one to get us going. Uh, That's Blueberry Hill by Fats Domino. Correct. For a point. Well done. Okay. Your two subsequent questions are firstly, this was Fats Domino's biggest hit single. It reached number five on the US Billboard charts. It was the second of his songs to reach the top 10 in the US. What was the name of the first of those? It happened the year before it reached number 10. Mm -hmm. Beatles member John Lennon stated that it was the first song he had learned to play. And he even recorded a cover of it on his nineteen seventy five album, Rock and Roll. Oh my balls.
4: <laughs> I don't think that was the name of it. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the first one John Lennon learned to play. Mike is a, a huge John Lennon fan yeah, here. Thanks for this. And <laughs> yeah. he's gonna come up with the answer.
5: Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I never liked that rock and roll album, to be honest with you. Well that oh, is unfortunate oh, uh, in this exact instance. It is a
4: Uh, I don't
1: know uh, do you know
4: any other Fats Domino songs Ain't That A Shame okay we'll stay with that Tears Fed Like Rain Ain't That A Shame
3: Ain't That A Shame gets you a point how on earth (laughs) that's another big hit by Fats Domino John.
0: fair enough no no yeah
3: yeah yeah final question which world leader performed this song in English for charity on live TV in his home country in 2010 what
4: can you repeat the question
3: bit of a viral hit this was 2010 world leader bit of a viral hit Uh, which world leader performed this song in English for charity on live TV in his home country in
4: 2010 oh okay so none of the show off lads were in power then like Justin Trudeau so (laughs) what's in him so it's either somebody who is a good singer or somebody who thinks they're a good singer (laughs) um for charity
1: yeah that rules a lot of people out
4: it does rule a lot of people out um so like are we thinking somebody who could be good at singing what wait who was who was was burlow still in italy then because it sounds like something he'd be at for charity though for charity well in english in English? Oh God, not in English! No. Mm. Um, <laughs> he used to pretend he couldn't speak English. Okay, I'm going um, to push you for an answer shortly oh, now. All right, okay. Uh Cameron. I don't remember him singing that.
1: Damn if I remember anyone singing it. I uh,
4: so. we'd say some We just say Putin or <laughs> somebody like that. Twenty ten maybe was the other lad in. He used to be in a rock band, didn't he? I don't. He,
1: I don't. Who know. was
4: the who was the who was the prime minister in? In Russia, in was like it, which one to of the mothers
3: are you for uh, all night? But I really do yeah. need to give an answer now. Give him an answer.
4: No, you say one of those two. I
3: don't.
4: I, which one was the prime minister? Medvedev, I think. Medvedev, we'll yeah, say. That's a I think he answer. used to
3: be in a. Dmitry Medvedev. He used to be
4: in a band. He used to be in a band before he became a. Wrong.
5: anyway. We we're incorrect. going to be wrong.
3: Potential bonus. Red uh, blue team. Uh, I don't know. Where, throw me a name. We're, we're blown away by this
0: one. So, in English, it's pretty much implying that he's not an, he's an Anglophone not a, yeah, speaker. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's no. true. That's true. Because my first inkling, inkling would have been Obama or something. Like <laughs> no, that. no. Um, well, you had Sarkozy written down. Yeah, there. it's I, I hadn't heard about that. But yeah, look at we, we I, ain't got it. Anyway, look Nicolas Sarkozy. Yeah. I can't picture him singing something. <laughs> I'm afraid not. <laughs> no, Mike and Michelle were incredibly close. Oh, Berlusconi, wasn't it? It was
3: Vladimir Putin. Oh,
5: he It's yeah, off the way.
0: <laughs> Him charity? Yeah. yeah. So they do a
4: lot of things on telly? they have these big, big shows on telly. Oh,
0: yeah. I wonder how much of the money actually went to charity.
5: Charity, yeah. Do you remember?
4: Do you remember the John Player tops? Well, they've that every <laughs> night on <laughs> <The> Russian television. It's <laughs> oh,
5: very KG good. KGB will probably come knocking on my door after to breakfast tonight. Okay. Cross <laughs> we
3: go and John. Here's your first piece of music. Okay. Are you ready?
2: Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready now. Go, cat, go, but don't you step on my. B- <laughs>
3: Sorry, I forgot about the light censoring I had to do on yeah, that right. Very light. God, I never knew Elvis. Barely Cross. noticed. <laughs> so, for your point, I need the artist and the song title, please. Elvis Presley, Blue Sweat Shoes. You've got something wrong there, so we're going to go across to oh. the other side. I think yeah.
1: That's, um, uh, Carol Perkins, Blue Sweat Shoes. Correct.
3: Oh, no way. This is, uh, Carol Perkins, the man who wrote and first performed... Blue suede shoes. Wow, like Elvis.
2: Okay, <laughs> now
3: we're back with uh, you two guys. Okay, uh, you have two bonuses on that. According to Perkins, he wrote the song on December seventeenth and recorded it on December nineteenth. This recording took place at the studios of which famous record label based in Memphis, Tennessee.
1: I have no idea on that. I wouldn't know any.
3: So, which famous record studios did Carol Perkins? Attend to record the record you heard there.
1: Uh, I, I couldn't
0: even name it. Uh, record label back yeah. then in the I'm middle of. so
3: yeah, I'm stuck
0: on that too. <laughs> Mike is lick- licking his lips here. Mike, <laughs> is, here. Mike <laughs> is ready to go, <laughs> I know. This week I, can his see.
3: I see a weakness at the heart of Team uh, oh. Blue here <laughs> This
0: whole round, I'm afraid. There'll be a big swing in this round. Um,
3: nah, oh. no idea. Uh, don't know. You're passing it over. Yeah. Okay, Red Team. That will be Sun Studios. Sun Studios is correct. Fair enough. And I'm not going to say anything more about Sun Studios because the final question relates to it. Oh, great. <laughs> On the 4th of December, 1956, an impromptu jam session took place at the Sun Records Studios, afterwards dubbed the Million Dollar Quartet. This session featured Carol Perkins and which three other incredibly I famous musicians. I
0: know this. John knows this. Uh, it'll just take me a minute to get there.
5: Okay.
3: Um, the Million Dollar Quartet, Carol Perkins, and who else? I've got it. Okay. Okay.
0: It is Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, and Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, yes it
3: is, John. Yes, it is exactly right. Well done. That is a, what a group to have in the one room. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, we go back over to the Red Team for their next piece of music. Are you ready?
5: Yep. Here we go. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said.
3: So what, what did she say? That's the question. What? I'm surprised you didn't beat
4: me. <laughs> <laughs> sera, ksara. That's Day.
3: Correct, and that's a point for you. Two subsequent questions. This song, written by the team of Jay Livingston and Ray Evans, won the 1956 Academy Award for Best Original Song. Following its use in which film? The oh, Man right.
4: Who Knew Too Much.
3: That's correct. It. No, it's not falling right. Apparently, John these Martin things. knew these <laughs> <points>. <laughs> Speaking of Academy Awards, Doris Day never won uh, one. She was nominated once for the, in the leading actress category for her performance in which 1959 romantic comedy where she appeared opposite Rock Hudson?
4: doesn't really narrow it down too much, does
5: it? <laughs> yeah, it's true.
4: <laughs> they were in quite a few. Yeah. Um. So 1959. Oh. Hmm. It's probably one we've seen. So didn't we watch one of those? Um Uh we watch they're kind of is it a romantic comedy you think?
1: Yeah. I'd say so. What about those two? I'd say so.
4: What was the one <laughs> I can
1: romantic
3: think. comedy I just have a, a picture
4: in my in my head of the room that we were, they were in it was a sunken middle of the floor. It could have been a different play. Mm. So, Ninety- what yeah.
3: film was Dara Day nominated for an Oscar for her performance in?
4: Um
3: 1959
4: romantic comedy.
1: You have a
3: name
4: of any? No. Like, if you can even say a name of
3: one 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 that she was in. She was in one called Kiss Me Kate once upon a
1: time.
4: That was. yeah I don't know. I'm black. We just say that one, so.
1: Sure. Okay. Kiss Me Kate. Kiss Kiss
3: Me Kate is our answer, but. I'm afraid that is incorrect. Cross we go. Potential bonus for the blue team. 50s
1: romantic comedy musicals That's exactly my... thing. Uh, <laughs> um, so,
3: rather than waste your time... Yeah, which 1959 film alongside uh, Rock Hudson uh, was that? Uh, What's Sunset Boulevard? Was that, was that the go on, say Sunset that. Boulevard. <laughs> Very much not <laughs> that a That was romantic comedy. comedy. All right, okay. <laughs> it was... Uh, well it kind of was almost the genre of the film I suppose Pillow Talk, oh, oh, the talk. Name of we the did film. see that one never, <laughs> never heard of it
5: <laughs> okay, I we think we did do we not? okay
3: one piece of music to go and it's for uh, these lads again uh, I think there's another bit of censoring going on in this one just giving you a heads up on that a <laughs> little bit of cursing is it? <laughs> Okay, one of the biggest hits of 1956 there for you.
5: Mm, great to know. <laughs> Blank looks in here, I have to say. I've heard the song. For the, the benefit song, of those uh, not
3: know. watching on any... Uh, you know, uh, can't watch any. No. Uh, any any clue at all there, guys? No. Absolutely
0: no. not. Again, no point wasting time. Yeah. Well, are you, are
3: you we're, we're efficient players. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> you know, no time Just get
0: on with things you. like, <laughs> we don't know, we don't know. That right, we're
3: going across to the red team. Oh, so I think it's Pat Boone,
4: right, but I don't know, I'm not certain, and I'm trying to see what lyric would fit in that was bleeped out in my head. I never thought I'd something, <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: I
1: never
4: wow. thought I'd, Alone, um, of... be alone again. By Pat Boone, it's either of those two.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put this one out of his misery right yeah. now. Get that a job. Was, that a... was Singing the Blues oh. by Guy Mitchell. Oh. Two subsequent questions for the blue team. I think we they Totally look going. like they know the career of Guy Mitchell. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs>
5: don't
3: worry, guys, don't worry. This is a very generic this is a generic one. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. After being a number one in America in nineteen fifty six Guy Mitchell's version of Singing the Blues was also a number one in the UK. It was number one on three non-consecutive weeks from late 56 into early 57. This makes it one of only four singles to have done this in the UK. That's been a number one on three non-consecutive weeks. Name any of the other songs, and I'll give you a clue. I'll give you the years involved. One of them was in 1953. Oh, that helps. (laughs) One of them was in 2018. Thirteen into fourteen, and the final of the ones that has achieved this was in twenty fifteen. Twenty
5: thirteen. So I need
3: any of the other three songs that have achieved this. You, this uh, rare, I won't say unique. I keep. So what was Christmas think. number one around twenty thirteen? Well, the twentieth anniversary of this rare achievement of being number one in the UK uh, on three non consecutive weeks.
0: Um, Band Aid was would have been that year. Yeah. The year one of those years. Was there a twentieth anniversary song? Oh, did they do
1: another version? I'm sure they did. Band-Aid.
0: Yeah. Uh, what else? Like, I mean, it's probably it's it's around it's around Christmas time, is it? Or did you say no? Well, I, I said 2013 to 14. They wa- one of yeah, those three. three that was 2013 into 14? Oh, the Christmas period. Yeah. Swapping with some sort of boy band or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, with them, you know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. Sure. There we go band. Ba-
1: band agent. No, it would be. Really
3: ca-
0: do, do,
5: really
3: huh?
0: do they know it's Christmas? No, it's Christmas. The do they know
3: it's Christmas? Do they know it's Christmas? You're going to
0: Do They Know
3: It's Christmas? Yeah, yeah go on. <laughs> that was coming. I'm afraid not. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, over we go. Red team.
4: Uh, suggest- we take an old guess at uh, Rihanna's Umbrella.
3: Rihanna's Umbrella is a good guess. <laughs> but
5: it's not
3: right. So the options, uh, the, uh, the the songs that have achieved this, I Believe by Frankie Lane, that's in 1953.
5: Uh. Mm. One it. you will
3: definitely know, Happy by Pharrell Williams. Uh,
4: yeah.
5: That's the
3: 2013 and 14. And then 2015, it was a song called What Do You Mean by Justin Bieber. Sure. I, I, Which I we all it. It. I I know very well. Know right. Okay.
0: I don't feel bad about not getting
3: <laughs> And final question for you, Blue Team. In one of the gaps between Guy Mitchell's run of topping the UK charts on three successive, non-consecutive weeks, <laughs> one of the songs that fitted in in the gaps was a number one was actually the same song, but performed by a different artist, singing the blues by somebody else. He was born Thomas Hicks, and he is often referred to as Britain's first teen idol. What was the stage name of this early rock and roll star? Sorry, no, I know that's a long-winded question, but
0: you have got mm, No, to we got year. it. Okay.
3: Yeah. Um, no, said, we don't have the answer. We don't
0: remember. have the answer. Like, yeah, uh, you got the well, question. Well, you understood the question. Just up. Thomas everybody. Hicks. I have to say, I've never heard of a Thomas Hicks. No. So, an early 50s so. rocker. No, it was a
3: lad from Liverpool.
0: So.
3: can't think of his name. Oh, that's what you're saying So, i was going to say, born Thomas Hicks, he's often referred to as Britain's first teen idol. Which early rock and roll star? What's the stage name?
0: He's look. It's not going to come to me, okay. I'm afraid. It's not going to no, come to me. Man, we'll just go for... We're going to... Wait, Smith or so. something like that. It's not... It's, no. John it, Smith? It's, what? No, no, no. It's... <laughs> I ain't going to get it I'm afraid
3: Okay We're going to pass it can't, over
0: Can't
1: just Can't get this name out
3: Michael Michelle What was the stage name of Thomas
4: Six? <laughs> Thomas Hicks
1: So we're going to Take a put that he's a Tommy That's as a far as we've T- got Tommy <laughs> And I'd say his
4: second name Is probably something That's not normally a surname
1: <laughs> Yeah Like TP
4: Tommy 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 Stardust Tommy Stardust
3: <laughs> Well, now, earlier you had Medvedev when Putin was the answer.
5: Uh, Flip. Go away, Joe.
3: Tommy Tommy, and then ST are the first two letters (laughs) off his stage name. He was Tommy Steele. Oh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's go check the scores after that round. A slight swing, I think. think I I think so, yeah. Let's go and see how things stand with Clancy.
2: Blue team, nine points. Red team, 12 points.
3: So. Red team have now shot into the lead. 12 points to nine. We're going to take an ad break and we'll be back with the final round. Don't go away, please. You're tuned to Claremont's Committee Radio and this is After the Fact, the weekly quiz show here on the station. Tonight's questions are all about 1956 or roughly in the vicinity of it. After three rounds... The red team are now in the lead after an impressive musical round. Fell their way, I suppose. And uh, they are Mike and Michelle Coyne in Galway. They're on 12 points. And are three ahead of the blue team. Jair Slattery and John Martin, who are on nine. On we go to the final round. This is our 20 questions. In this round, teams get asked a question. And if they answer right, they get a point. Simple. But they also get to keep control of the game, which means they get the next question. This can go until they get at most five in a row Correct at which point they will have to give control of the game over, but they will get a bonus sixth point for that achievement. Any wrong answers, though, we'll see the control immediately go across, and the other side will have a chance at a bonus before they get the next question. So we're going to start with the team that's trailing. That's the blue team. Okay. Your first question is... Which racehorse, in the lead, just 40 yards from the winning post of the 1956 Aintree Grand National, suddenly and inexplicably jumped into the air and landed on his stomach?
0: racing
3: yeah it's one of the sports quiz. I should have remembered that one um, so just to repeat which racehorse in the lead and just 40 yards from the winning post of the 1956 Aintree Grand National suddenly and inexplicably jumped into the air and landed on his stomach <laughs> it's a pretty famous
0: well, was it uh, a essential horse in other times no. No. Okay. It's just famous for this, isn't yes. it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Um,
3: his name is almost a synonym for... Oh, hang on now. ...sudden and cataclysmic disaster. Uh, it's, it's, it, there's a... Uh, 15 seconds Scottish
0: here. lock coming in. Ness or something.
3: Lock, uh... 10 seconds. Christ. It's lock something over Uh... Loch Ness or something.
0: John Loch Ness, gentlemen. I can't get into it.
3: You're going for Loch Ness. It's Loch something.
5: Or I'm afraid not,
3: Jersey. So over we go. Oh You're not. getting controlled. Red know. team, but you can get a bonus here. It's Devon Lock, gentlemen. Devon Lock. Devon Lock. Oh. I'm pretty left. sure you have heard of that horse. Oh, I have. Yeah. yeah. All right. Control has now gone over to <laughs> the red side of the table. On April 19th, Irish American actress Grace Kelly tied the knot with which European noble?
1: Ah, uh, Prince Rainier Monaco. That's correct.
3: If you wanted to be really a show off, Mike, you could have told me. Rainier,
1: Rainier the Third.
3: Oh yeah, that's exactly correct. <laughs> yeah. We were just about. to were in a broke you the first. I, otherwise, you <laughs> would have. You've nipped the legal eagles over here. Who are <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their, uh, their... <laughs> Solicitor's letter was in the yeah, post, yeah, there, guys. It, yeah, I'd have done it for
0: free and everything. Uh,
3: <laughs> number three, red team. Which Canadian former child prodigy burst into the world of classical music with his recording of Bach's Goldberg variations? Pieces of music that had up until that point been considered esoteric and outside the standard piano repertoire.
1: Uh, um... <laughs> Playing it in your head doesn't help, I find <laughs> uh...
3: Let's just hum the Goldberg variation number whatever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, Andrew would be, would be delighted uh, with me if to get this Andrew one If only Andrew was here tonight. <laughs> yeah, if, it, should he, if he were here. If he were here. Uh, would probably, if he were here. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Gould.
3: Glenn Gould gets a point for you. That's exactly right. That's three in a row. Number four, maybe. Earlier tonight, we mentioned the 1956 Summer Olympics in Melbourne. However, due to strict quarantine laws, no horses were allowed into Australia, meaning that all equestrian events for that year's games had to take place where? Um, I
4: think it's Sweden.
3: Uh, give me a city. Stockholm. Stockholm. Stockholm yes. Stockholm. And you know, John and Gerald were predicting that one was coming up. <laughs> that's
4: such a good piece
3: of trivia. It is. down earlier they said that's going to come that's up. That's going to come up, and <laughs> it has come up, but not for just like them. the
4: polio one. It's another good piece of trivia. <laughs>
3: Okay, your next question. Oh, this is for the five in a row. So here we go. Shortly after midnight on the 25th of November, the yacht Grandma departed the Mexican port of Tuxpan with 82 members of the 26th of July movement on board. Which current world leader was amongst those 82?
4: Can you repeat the question.
3: Shortly after midnight on the 25th of November 1956, the yacht Grandma departed the Mexican port of Tuxpan, with 82 members of the 26th of July movement on board. Which current world leader was amongst those 82?
2: Yeah,
5: um...
3: Castro, John? Uh, I'll need to prompt you for uh, oh, an extra yeah. piece of info.
1: Raul Castro.
3: Raul Castro gets you... Five in a row and a bonus point as well. Well, there you already got me there. I, th- I I thought I was playing the play the percentages. <laughs> no, uh cross we go. To, you're getting control, blue team. Yay! Just nine points back, so you got to get some moving on here. Are you ready? Yeah. Actress Marilyn Monroe got married on June 29th, 1956, to her third and final husband. Who was he? Miller. Yeah. Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller is correct. (coughs) Next question. In what was called the Game of the Century, on October 17th, 26-year-old chess grandmaster Donald Byrne was defeated by which 13-year-old wonder kid? In what was called the Game of the Century, on October 17th, 26-year-old chess grandmaster Donald Byrne was defeated by which 13-year-old wonder kid? I, I, I don't know. Could it be Karpov?
5: It's
3: not uh, Karpov. Cross go. You're getting control, red team, but you get a bonus here. Uh, Bobby Fisher. Bobby Fischer is correct. Oh, it was too early for Bobby Fischer. Well, he was He's 13. He's only 13, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next question. Red team. Ireland's longest-running film festival was established in 1956. In which city is it held? Uh, hmm.
4: So where do we have Galway's one? That's more recent, isn't it? Um, I didn't think it was, what was it, like, at two years? That's the film flat. Uh, I don't know, like, unless uh, it's Dublin or Cork. Or Cork.
5: What's she? What's
4: she? Well, Cork has one, Go on. for sure, and I know Dublin has one. Yeah, let's play Cork.
3: You're
1: playing
4: Cork? Playing Cork. Correct. Oh, phew. Because if it was Galway, we were going to be a complete shame to us. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: think you right. No, the Galway Filmfly is a much I think release.
4: it's far more recent, yeah.
3: So, on a related note to that last question, the first Cork Film Festival was officially opened by Ireland's president. Who was that?
1: Okay, 56... I never know whether to work forwards or backwards. <laughs> um,
3: so that first Cork Film Festival was officially opened by Ireland's president. That's
1: before Dev, Dev got to the RS anyway. Um, Sean T. O'Kelly. Or, or Kelly, if you prefer. Is that what you're playing? Sean T. O'Kelly, yeah. That's
3: correct. Okay, that's three in a row. On the 23rd of March, 1956, which country became the first to adopt the official title of Islamic Republic? So, which country was the first
4: to take Islamic Republic on? 1950? On March 23rd,
3: 1956, which country became the first to adopt the official title of Islamic Republic? The whole. Is,
4: is that like that?
1: No, I think it's a, it's way earlier. Um, we're, I think it's one of these... Post, post breakup of uh, around India, I think. I'm good. Pakistan, I think. Pakistan.
3: Pakistan. Say Pakistan. Pakistan. Poor John Martin is, is just not enjoying this round at the moment now. Sorry, John. <laughs> not going his way. Swap places. <laughs> <laughs> That's four in a row, four out of five. In 1956, in Dover, England, Samuel Shenton founded an organization a successor to the Universal Zetetic Society, the sole aim of which was to promote which pseudoscientific theory? What was his name again? Samuel Shenton. (sighs) S-H-E-N-T-O-N. In 1956, in Dover, England, Samuel Shenton founded an organisation, the successor to the Universal Zetetic Society. Zetetic. The sole aim of which was to promote which pseudoscientific theory?
4: So, so- that, sounds, that sounds like nonsense. Well, no, but you know, uh, something, oh, I don't know. It's a bit early just for like Indian stuff coming across, isn't it? Or maybe, no, wouldn't it be really?
1: Isn't that something like you know, what, the water thing? What's the, the nonsense? Of the oh, water?
4: the, the uh, homeopathy? No, yeah. Homeopathy, John?
3: Homeopathy? Yes. No, we're crazy. Oh. correct. Cross we go. You're getting control, guys, but you can get a bonus on that one. Yeah. What organization? Uh, or what was it? what was the aim of the organization? No, no. no we're clueless on that one. Sorry. It, it's the it's the International Flat Earth Society. Oh, oh. okay. The successor in Dover, beside those really high cliffs. <laughs> yeah, because I could see France and it went all the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your questions. Which poet published Howl and other poems, a seminal work of the Beat Generation, in 1956? Howell. Um,
5: it Ginsberg?
0: Could be. Name the beat, guys. Carmark. Ginsburg.
3: Which poet published Howell and other poems, the full title is Howell and other poems, a seminal work of the beat generation?
5: I think it's Ginsberg. Okay, we'll go with Ginsburg, yeah. Oh,
3: Ginsberg. Ginsberg is correct. Okay. Don't be okay. so shy. You're right. Alan Ginsberg. Next question. Which U.S. politician was defeated in his country's presidential election in 1956 for the second consecutive time?
0: Yeah, um, the former Illinois senator, Adlai Stevenson.
3: Adlai Stevenson is correct. That's true for you. Next question. Founded in Franklin Park, Illinois in 1956, it is now present in about 90 countries. What is the name of this non-governmental non profit organization that organizes advocacy, educational and training related to the practice of breastfeeding. Okay. Uh,
0: An organization about breastfeeding.
5: Yes
3: indeed. And you know, that's you've summed it up in one you've summed up the question in one view there.
1: And one of us is uniquely qualified.
4: (laughs) One of us has done
5: this. Spending
0: time even spending time thinking about this
5: one.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> you've never encountered this journal?
0: No. Wow. Ah, if I, did, I didn't pay attention to it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. so,
0: No, no idea. It's a pass.
3: Oh, passing it over. OK. Yeah. Red team. So that was La Leche League. La Leche League is correct. Well done.
4: Half in French and half in American.
3: Yeah. The league. A refer... Next question. A referendum on integration with the United Kingdom was held on which island on the 11th and 12th of February, 1956. Even though the proposal was approved by 77% of those who voted, it was never fully implemented. And in fact, it became an independent country just eight years later.
4: Hmm. So an island to become, in 1956, had a referendum to join the UK. A -hmm. referendum on integration with the
3: UK was held on which island on the 11th and 12th of February, even though the proposals were approved by seventy seven percent of those who voted, they were never fully implemented. And indeed it, it became like an independent country just eight years later.
5: Yeah.
1: I can't think of anything nearby. No. Not that it's an independent country anyway.
4: Yeah. Shall
1: yeah, we toss ta- yeah. shall we toss uh,
4: yeah,
1: toss a guess into the into the black ether. It's <laughs> been <laughs> working for you so far. Jamaica. Jamaica. Oh, that's the buzzer noise. <laughs> Predicting
3: that's a, the that's a
4: buzzer pause it takes you so long
3: to get there we got okay, a, We're going over We've got about two Two and a half minutes left So Do you know Blue team I, We don't know But I have a funny Experience.
0: feeling It might be Cyprus John.
3: Cyprus is Oh, oh that's good oh, Cyprus that is very long close long But it's uh, Relatively speaking It's Malta Malta well, That was my first out Alright your question Blue team okay. Which goalkeeper A former German paratrooper played out the final 17 minutes of the 1956 FA Cup final, despite suffering a serious injury. It turned out his neck was broken. This was (laughs) only revealed three days later. Oh, my God. Who was that?
0: Yeah, Man City goalie.
3: Give it to us. Don't waste
1: the time, sir. (laughs) Well, we've been doing that most of the night. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Well, you see, you need to get the control back, so. Interesting tactic you're advocating there. Thanks. Which goalkeeper, a former German paratrooper, played out the final 70 minutes of the 1956 FA Cup final despite suffering a serious injury. Uh, 3 days later an x-ray revealed he'd actually broken his neck.
0: This is Keep control. They can score less. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Delaying tactics, isn't it? You do have to get them right, though, John. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know that. But look, at this stage, it's uh, just. Is there
4: gold difference in this one, John?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'd say we've got maybe two questions left after this. Yeah, so I can hesitate to guess it won't affect the overall outcome. No, I How think are we so. Go? Yeah. Ten yeah. seconds. I need an answer quick as you can. Right. Can't a big blondie. Big blondie fella That's a, a yeah. German paratrooper
1: no, the, the name is That's, not going to come
3: Okay up. we're passing it over Mike
1: It's the Man City goalie you said was it?
3: <laughs>
0: it was
1: Mike
3: I'm trying yeah, to yeah. It. Bert Troutman Bert Troutman, Troutman course. is yeah. correct uh, well done. Probably the second last question of the night Here we go The 7th Winter Olympic Games Took place between the 26th of January And the 5th of February 1956 In what country were they held?
4: Oh the
1: Winter hmm. Olympics, the same year as the Summer Olympics. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot that used to happen. You um, oh. <laughs> so
3: take both, yeah, here, John, we we'll
5: give you
3: another one. Switzerland, Switzerland It's <laughs> wrong. Over we go, Italy, Italia. Italy, yes, correct. Cortina. Cortina, and it was Cortina in Cortina, or yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, indeed, Cortino de D'Ampezzo.
0: Go on, give us a question there. One for the road. This suits you, it's a Gerst Slattery.
3: Go on, the Treaty of Luxembourg signed on October 27th was an agreement between West Germany and France concerning the return of which region? The Saarland. Oh, he didn't even let me start the timer. It's, All right,
4: okay. Do we get another one? Because there's no go time. On, <laughs> come on, come on, come, on. come okay, back you have any
3: more? <laughs> I think I have one more. Yeah, hey. I, have, I have two more. Ooh. If we're going that quick, we might go get on, them in. Put right? a bit of respectability on. On. on the scoreboard. Which French lawyer and politician who was born on January 1st, 1956 has been the managing director of the IMF, International Monetary Fund, since oh. the 5th July 2011? Uh, name? Which French lawyer and oh, politician, oh, was thinking, who was uh, born on January first, nineteen fifty-six, has been the managing director of the IMF uh, International Monetary Fund since twenty eleven? Uh,
0: Christine,
3: Christine Lagarde, Christine Lagarde, Lagarde is right. Yes. Good man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And this is literally the last question I have, so here we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, okay.
4: Yay. <laughs> Pass it over. Who
3: earns? The musical My Fair Lady opened on Broadway in 1956. Which two actors played the lead roles of Henry Higgins and Eliza Doolittle? And I'll give you a clue. One of them held on to the role for the film, but the yeah. other one did not.
1: It was...
0: I know the ladies were... female lead...
3: 30 seconds <clears throat> who played the two yeah, lead roles and... on that first run of My Fair Lady in Broadway 15 seconds <laughs> is this more tactics
5: yeah, well, <laughs> yeah look at it's this the, stage, last, question. the this... last question last <laughs> question <laughs> and we have to go enjoy. to an ad break <laughs> 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 we're yeah. kicking the ball out of touch <laughs> and there goes
3: the end yeah. of that okay we'll
4: pass it over so uh, Julie Andrews and Rex Harrison and Julie's the one who lost there. the
3: screen roll that's correct yeah. Julie Andrews and Rex Harrison and that concludes tonight's business let us go and see if we can guess yeah, which yeah. team has won Let's tonight hang our heads in shame <laughs> good? What, what are the final scores
2: Blue team 15 points. Red team 25 points. Ooh.
3: 25 15. Well, okay. Well done, red team. That's pretty epic performance. And that makes it two for two, you guys are. Thank you. You're on representing the red team. I think Linda may decide that you're just going to be on every other week. <laughs> <laughs> we have lives, We'll be back
5: now for another while. <laughs>
3: We're off for a month, I think. And uh, hard luck to uh Jarrah and John, but um, you guys are gonna be back in the weeks ahead. We'll be back fighting. Oh, we'll yeah. be back. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Well you done.
0: done team red. A great well performance. Yeah. Twenty five is a brilliant, brilliant score. Well done. I'm
3: uh, sure. If you were at Stolen now we'd have done better. <laughs> <laughs> only message, only message.
4: <laughs> John was out of questions, <laughs> Mike. No. not have got any better. <laughs> All right, thank oh, you everybody
3: and good night. We'll be back next week with more questions. <laughs> Hello.
2: Podcast Extra. Next week on After the Fact.
3: I have in front of me a list, the, the list of the world's top 10 most expensive spices in terms of dollars per pound. So just uh, give me one of these 10 spices when it's your turn. We're going to start with Marcella.
5: Hmm. There's plenty
2: there's many of them uh, Jump into mind, but actually, I can't seem to name any of them at the moment. <laughs> um, oh, uh, chili
3: certain chilies. Yes, there is a there is a type of chili that's number 10 on the list. Oh, phew. Yes. The, the loop. <laughs> the rare Mexican Wacaxa chili is that's in the there. That's the one. So you're in. No life lost. Carol. Saffron. Indeed, the world's most expensive spice. Comparing to the chili, the chili is $28 US per pound. Saffron, $5,000 per pound. Oh. Just to compare top and end the bottom end of the list. Liam. That was my guess, actually. Mm. <laughs> um... Wild guess ginger? I'm afraid no. No ginger. Okay, that's well, life she's lost. She's not that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one I can think of at the moment, <laughs> considering you stole my answer. <laughs> James. Uh, mace. Mace. No. Oh, well, You've both last lost life. a life now. Right, back to the... So <sighs> turmeric? No. No turmeric. Life gone for you. So far we've managed to get two of the ten
5: cinnamon
3: that's a no as well I'm afraid everyone's got one life left Liam I should have been thinking when I was coming around um, had <laughs> yeah, 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 time oh yeah
2: had all the time in the world
3: uh, coriander not even. no afraid not you're out not Meg
5: no <laughs> no no <laughs> Meg either so I'm
3: trying to think the one beginning with M um and Old Spice by that man's aftershave from the 70s that doesn't count
4: I can't even think what I have at home (laughs) you know ridiculous and Um, what was
3: expensive when you got it oh pepper (laughs) Uh, mm, I probably need an extra word
5: black pepper no not black pepper
3: (laughs) (laughs) there's one called the (laughs) law sorry I won't say that (laughs) carol you can win with the right answer here of the warmer problem, because <laughs> you're the only one left.
5: Garam masala.
3: No, I'm afraid not. So nobody wins anything there. Well done. I'll tell you what they were. Number 10, the Wakaxa chili, that of course Marcella knew. Number 9, cardamom. Right. 8. The Guinea pepper, also known as the alligator pepper, also known as grains of paradise. Oh. The kaffir lime. Then cumin. I was trying to think that human yeah long pepper
2: Mm.
3: it's Indian apparently machlab which is a type of cherry seed it's a sweet spice vanilla nobody came up with vanilla number three spice in the world fennel is number two is it fennel 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 pollen is very expensive didn't even notice that
5: didn't know that
3: Mm, okay, well, there you go. Grow that hope everybody's warm now.
5: I only have saffron on my dinner. What's the
3: most expensive, John? Saffron. <laughs> I was going to saffron. say, do you? Actually, yeah. That was my guess. But. Oh, I should say something. So, saffron is $5,000 per the pound. Fennel, pollen, $500 per the pound. Vanilla, $200 per the pound. And then everything else is less than 100
5: This is why they're not in my spice rack. So, saffron is like the Bitcoin of the spice world. Yes. It,
3: it, it, okay. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> Except not. it really exists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so we'll play the theme tune and we'll get on with this. Particular.